R. Rejoice, WREJ, Richmond, W267CB, Richmond. Thank you for listening. Here's your AccuWeather forecast on Rejoice 101.3. Not as warm today, breezy this morning, otherwise a mostly sunny day with a high of 53. Then becoming clear this evening, low tonight 30. We'll have a pleasant day tomorrow with plenty of sunshine, high on Monday 60. Then partly sunny skies Tuesday with a high of 59. For AccuWeather on Rejoice 101.3, I'm Holly Holdren. If anyone asks, you're listening to Rejoice, WREJ, Richmond, 101.3 FM, 990 AM. Hi, this is Tammy Mobley. I am a survivor of domestic violence. My personal mission is to educate and inform people about the red flags in an unhealthy relationship and the effects of domestic violence. This show, we will also talk about life challenges, incarceration, health scares, factors of racism, and much more. Let's start surviving today. Welcome to Beyond Surviving with Tammy, where we recognize, empower, and support survivors. I am your host, Tammy Mobley, domestic violence survivor and advocate, certified youth coach, empowerment coach, and relationship coach. So, ladies and gentlemen, good morning. Of course, this is live radio, and my guest is running a few minutes behind. So, what we're going to do is take a quick commercial break, and hopefully she will be back here. She will be here in the seat um, after this commercial break. Thank you so much for listening. Hi, I'm Mama Shells of Mama Shells Cafe, home of the Soul Rolls, located at 10811 Hall Street Road. Give us a call at 804-912-1644 or order online at mamashells.com. Ask us about our off-site catering options. We also offer online ordering through Grubhub, Uber Eats, and DoorDash. Follow us on social media at Mama Shells Cafe. That's Mama Shells. We're Seoul, south of the James. Welcome back to Beyond Survivor with Tammy, where we recognize, empower, and support survivors. And once again, I'm your host, Tammy Mobley, domestic violence survivor and advocate. Today, my guest is running a little bit behind. This is what happens when you're on live radio. And once again, I have to have my wonderful intern, the fabulous David Lomas, come in and sit in, which is actually probably um, pretty good because he is going to be hosting the first show in January 2022. Yes, so tell us what's going on, David. Hi, Miss Tammy. Um, I'm happy to join in for now. Um, everything's good. Really? So what's been happening? Because you're a senior. What's going on? Like anything new? Anything exciting? Um, well, Christmas break is coming up. I had my last week of school this week. Before that, last week we just had a band concert. Shouts out yes. to the orchestra, the choir, percussion, everybody, the wind ensemble. Um, it was pretty great. So what's so amazing about David, because he sits here, and I just say, David, come on, we're going to have to come in and sit down. And he's just like, okay, he's just going to roll with it. So tell us about what you're going to be doing in January. In January, I'm going to be here hosting um, the first couple weeks of the show. And do you want to talk about the changes we're going to have? We're not going to talk about the changes, but we're going to talk about what you're going to be doing on this show, because we're going to leave that for a surprise. All right. Well, (laughs) I'll be talking to um, youth just like me about Firstly, about their college experiences, because that's where I'm headed next. And we would just want to, excuse me, we want to hear what those youth voices are thinking. So 
Um, when we're gonna be interviewing, you're gonna be interviewing them because guess what, y'all? I am not gonna be here. I'm gonna be behind the scenes. I'm gonna be David that day. Like I'm gonna be taking pictures and doing videos and things like that. What are the things that you want to find out? Like because you will be a senior next year. Besides the parties, what would you <laughs> want to ask them <laughs> about? You got me there. I was gonna say something about the parties, but um, I want to see what it's like for um, just being away from home and coming back um uh, maybe for breaks what it's like are you in a different headspace do you feel like you still fit in with your family would you rather still be on campus things like that so one of the guests is going to be your brother right right so how different is it like um that your brother's been gone and now he's back home like what was this different do you see a change in him i do see a change in him um firstly it starts with his hair um <laughs> What? Has, What's going on with his hair? He hasn't cut it in a while, and it's actually longer than mine now. He he passed me. Um, but um, that, and I'm taller than him. He just seems to be more reserved now. I don't know if it's just more of a chill thing. Okay. And the last question, because I guess just walk in, though, we're also going to have um, another guest, um, Kimani Allenby. He's going to be on here. And it's funny, because when I texted him and I said, um, can you... Tell me what college life has been like. David's going to interview you. He said, I can definitely um, tell you about that. So he is so ready to be on the show with you, David. Yeah, I'm so, ready to interview. So I don't think it's going to be safe. But I guess has come in. Thank you so much, Welcome. as always, for filling in. David Lomax, y'all, again, tell him what school you go to. I'm at L.C. Burr High School in the Engineering Academy. And tell them who you were waiting to hear from because we are we're stressing out y'all over this. North Carolina Agricultural and Technical State University. AT, like what's going on? And cat, like yeah. come on, we're waiting for this. It's you have a long. star sitting right here. All right, thanks, David. No problem. <laughs> no, Thank right. you. So I guess that's coming. We're gonna give her time to come and put her headset on. Welcome to the show. You are listening to Beyonce Bible with Tammy, where we recognize empower and support survivors. We just had David Lomax sit in, my wonderful intern. We're gonna have Eris put her headset on and we are gonna get started. Welcome to the show, Eris. Hi, how y'all doing? Fine. <laughs> how are you doing? I'm doing good. So, um, we are here with Aries Crutchfield. She is the founder of the Blue Heart Project, but she's going to be talking to us today. So, if you are a parent or if you are a teen, she's going to be talking to us about um, an unhealthy relationship that became physical as a teenager. So, you want to share a little bit about your story? Yes, yes. And last time I told my story, I made the mistake of not being, I guess, creating a vivid picture for it so to just take y'all back in time i was coming into high school this is my ninth grade year i attended thomas jefferson high school stand up vikings <laughs> um and i was a cheerleader and he was a football player and although you know at first everything was perfect just like most relationships um most of the time i just want to say in situations like domestic violence it never starts off as oh it's bad you know, it's always the peaches and cream of the relationship. And then it gradually happens. I know in my situation, personally, it went from more of like a verbal abuse to an, an emotional abuse as far as controlling social media, things like that. And then it led into the physical abuse. Mm -hmm. So in my incident specifically, we were in school. I'm coming out of the cafeteria and he and I feel like something's about to happen, you know, women intuition. But I'm like, girl, you in school. What's even nothing for the happen to you? And I have my headphones on, my beats. And, you know, he just comes up behind me and, like, yokes me up. 
like literally my feet are dangling on the floor pushes me into the locker it's like at this point fighting me like I'm a male you know and mind you he's on the football team so they in the gym lifting weights so the strength he has over me at this time I'm probably like all of 120 pounds so you know basically he's fighting me like I'm a guy and at first I don't know if people thought he was joking or you know we play fight a lot in school but it took like about five minutes or so for people to like you know get him off me type of thing so that was a vivid picture of, you know, our last altercation, I'll say. So how long did it take people, like, to actually notice that he was really harming you and not y'all not playing around? I would say when he pushed me against the locker and started, like, actually, like, you know, hitting me, like, in the face. Like, I was a male type of thing. But at first, when he was, like, you know, had me by my neck and, you know, pushing me and stuff, like, everybody, I guess, thought we was playing. But yeah. Did you um do you know what prompted it? What was wrong that he just came up to you and just started doing that? So apparently he was upset because when the bell rung, <laughs> I didn't wait for him to throw his stuff away and all that other stuff. I kind of just got up and went about my business class. So once again, look how look how simple that was, but it's the control factor. The control of you didn't wait for me. You didn't do as I say. So I'm gonna have my way with you. I'm gonna inflict pain on you because now I'm embarrassed or whatever the case was. So one in three teens are in an unhealthy relationship, and that is a very high number. You right. know, we work in a school, so if we're in a classroom with six girls, we're saying, like, two of those girls might be in an unhealthy relationship, and a lot of them don't even reveal that. And I wish I probably should have kept David in here because he's a high schooler, uh -huh. right, and he could have probably asked some questions. So if you want to come in, David, feel free to. Um, but... What was going through your mind at that time? I know you probably were scared. Like, what was going through your mind at the time? Honestly, I was in such a state of shock. Um, you know, I never had gotten physical with the male prior to that. You know, girls, we hit boys. Stop leaving me alone, whatever. But I was in such a state of shock. I couldn't believe that, you know, at the time, this person that I was in love with and claimed they were in love with me was really you know, manhandling me like that. Like, you know, even just thinking about it, it's just like, wow, like, he really beat you up. Like, he was a dude. Like, no type of, oh, she a girl, chill, nothing. Like, they really had to get him up off me, like other football players type of thing. So definitely a state of shock. Definitely, you know, one of the lowest points of my life, you know, on an emotional level. So, yeah. And one of the things that I tell um, my girls when I'm in school, because don't even do that play fighting stuff mm -hmm. like don't even do it my daughter and her um boyfriend they're married at the time but her boyfriend at the time that they would come and they would play fight but they would hit really hard mm -hmm. and my husband ha and i had to sit down and talk to them and say you know what don't do that right. like don't do it because one if you hit him too hard one time and his reflexes just say i'm gonna hit you back right. not even thinking because then my husband's gonna get involved and it's not gonna be pretty anyway right <laughs> right so or even her like not realizing so what would you tell like teens now knowing back like okay all that play fighting is not cool and honestly i would say even before that the red flags, you know, that was trending on social media a little while ago. Don't ignore them because I've realized, you know, just going forward, dating after that, like what you ignore in the beginning are going to be the reasons you leave in the end. So what did you, what did you ignore? I feel like, like I said at first, like just like the, the controlling, at first it started off as just like, you know, social media, my friends, mm -hmm. you with them friends. I don't know about your friends. Da, 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 da. 
oh, you posting that on social media. Oh, you need to block them. Oh, you need to unfollow them. Just, you know, and it's like, this is my account. I don't try to run your account. So just, you know, starting there and just going into, you know, the emotional abuse as far as, like, the manipulation. You know, him presenting narcissistic traits. Um, you know, just just the little things that's like you being irritated and we have an argument about, but in my brain at the same time, it wasn't that serious for me to leave him. You know, like, prime example, I come from a two-parent household. And, you know, although that might sound picture perfect, I watched my parents go through a lot. So, essentially, my idea of love, because mind y'all, this is my first, you know, serious relationship. Um, You know, the guy I lost my virginity to. So, I'm thinking, you know, you just go through trials and tribulations in a relationship. I'm thinking this is normal, you know, because I watch toxic cycles be a normality in my household, you know. My mom was that typical ride or die, you know. So that's just, you know, the loyalty was in me. Staying down was in me already. It was just how I thought I was supposed to be. So I would just say not not ignoring the, like, ignore, don't ignore the red flags. And don't feel like you got to stay with this person just because you in love. And I know you being a married woman, love is not enough. So, yeah. Thanks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> if y'all see our car chronicles, y'all know. <laughs> But I want to say that that was really um, big of you to say that, like to say a whole bunch. I'm going to turn real quick because I see a lot of people coming in here. (laughs) Um, What? Somebody, what? Okay. Good morning, Tammy. I'm on the bus going to see a football game to see our Cowboys keep me in your prayer that we went today. I can't see who that is (laughs) saying that. Oh, Dawn. Okay. (laughs) And my husband probably said, good morning, Kenya. Good morning, Mammy. Good morning, Clans. Good morning, Fat Mama's Kitchen. So let's see. Good morning, Mike. Thank you for um, tuning in. Um, Clans just have a um, question, but I want to go back. He said, what did your parents say about what happened? But before you answer that, Mm -hmm. I want to go back to say, so I'm hoping that a young person is listening to say that you thought you were in love with this person. You lost your virginity to this person. Mm -hmm. So a lot of things that um, was happening, do you think that because of the sex part that came in, did it cloud your judgment because you felt like you were in love? Oh, absolutely. You were in love at that time? Absolutely. I wouldn't say that it necessarily clouded my judgment, but I would say, you know, I'm big still to this day on you know being exclusive Mm. so my whole thing was i guess subconsciously if i move on that's another body quote unquote and you know i didn't want that for myself so i really i feel like i tried to hold on for as long as i could you know just so i wasn't like okay on to the next one you know because you know especially at that young age you know we're in high school. People are immature. So, you know, you being a freshman and you getting all the way to a senior, you know, I remember being in high school and that was a thing. Like, guys were really talking about, like, oh, what's her body count? And da 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 So I guess trying my best not to be a part of that stigma, you know, trying to, I guess, kind of keep my innocence <laughs> um, for as long as I could. But, yeah, I definitely feel like that was one of the main reasons why I really tried to stick it out and make it work regardless what did your parents say? We're going to go back to that question. Ooh, child. <laughs> well, my mom has to had, hide my father's keys as far as his car keys because he wanted his whole situation to be over. Um, and, you know, my mom, I feel like, you know, we've talked since I've grown up, and I feel like she partially took kind of a blame in it 
just because I've I've watched her as a child all, all the way up until that point, you know, settle for a lot when it comes to my father. And, you know, she never wanted to be that example of you stay with your man regardless, you know. But I definitely know they were very hurt. I know they were very upset. Um, they wanted him kicked out of school, you know, just the whole night. Because mind y'all, like, you know, if we were older, this would have happened in the home. You know, we had an apartment, you know, I'd eat, whatever case may be. But being that this happened in school, it was very humiliating to me. You know, like, yeah, we were at TJ, but everybody else knew. Like, you know, Richmond Public Schools only has five high schools. There's TJ, John Marshall, Huguenot, Armstrong, and I'm forgetting one. I think uh, I said John Marshall. I'm forgetting one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, so, and this was, everybody knew. Now, I wasn't just, oh, Eris, the girl that cheers varsity for TJ. Like, I was Eris. Oh, the one that got beat up by her boyfriend. Wow. Right, right. <laughs> so, yeah, just having that aspect alone, you know, they didn't want that for me. So right. they definitely tried their very best to be there for me, not only just, you know, physically, but emotionally and mentally as well. With press, uh, charges pressed on him, did you press any charges? Did the school do anything to I protect kn- you after that? Yeah, I know it was like a um, restraining order, mm-hmm. um, but... If my memory serves me correct, charges weren't pressed upon him um, just because of how his mom came in and stepped in. I feel like if she was more so like, well, what did you do to my son? Why did you make him da-da-da-da? But she really was on some, I'm so sorry this happened to you. You know, definitely just being like that. Because, you know, and and I understand. Well, I I mean, I don't understand because I'm not a mom. But I could understand as far as stepping in and trying to protect your son at all costs, Mm -hmm. you know, regardless of the situation. But at the same time, you know, I didn't ask for this. Right. Nor did I put my hands on your son first. He completely just blacked out on me. So I think a lot of things played into that. But, yeah, I know it was a restraining order took it out. I know that at school we couldn't, like, you know, that was very serious. Like, we couldn't even be seen together, whatever case may be. And, of course, you know, why would I? Um, And, yeah, so that's how that situation was resolved. Thank you for sharing. You're, you're talking about, like, it was so long ago. How old are you? Because you're still very young. <laughs> How old are you? I'm a 23. So. Right. So she's still very young, y'all. So this is not like it happened, you know, years and years and years right. ago. She is a student at Virginia State University right now. Um, so it wasn't that long, uh, long ago that this has happened. So now that you're in college, do you also see, like, a, a lot of unhealthy relationships on the college campus? Definitely, definitely. And I feel like in my generation specifically, you know, being toxic and unhealthy is so normalized on a plethora of different levels. Like, you know, the controlling and the pulling up to people's house unannounced and, you know, smash people windows and slashing their ties. Like, like it's talked about like it's fun. Like, it's funny. And is this with some, um, girls doing it to boys and boys doing it to girls, yes. right? Yes. Like, right. it's, and it's like laughable to them, but I guess you know, being that I've already had my toxic experiences, like, I don't want that. Like, I want my relationship to be peace, a safe haven. So when I hear it and, you know, when I see, like, you know, the people arguing on campus, I could be, you know, in my room doing work and I hear couples or people arguing outside 3 o'clock in the morning, putting all their business out, everything like that. It's just like, wow, like, y'all got a lot of growing up to do still. And not to say that, you know, I'm so much older, but I definitely feel like the more you go through the faster you grow. Right, right. And um, we're going to take it back 
because I know Eris now, but I met Eris while she was in high school, yes. right? I actually um, kind of like was her mentor at that at that time. Um, so it's nice to see like how you grew and evolved and have your own organization. You also, you know, now radio personality of yes. your own and things like that. But one of the things that I hear a lot, especially with girls, because now I work primarily with girls, is that they say what you would just say. I'm in a toxic relationship, and it's so funny about it. Like, Miss Tammy, I'm in a toxic relationship. Oh, my relationship is so toxic. What advice are we going to start telling these girls? We didn't get an opportunity to say, like, this semester. Also, Eris is one of my facilitators. <laughs> but we yes, didn't get to say, say it, like, because February is Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month, and I'm heavy on that when February comes. What are we going to start telling these girls? Well, first of all, clipping the stigma that it's not cute. Like, I feel like they think it's cute, but you know what, though? I've realized in taking a class this semester that just passed called Hip Hop in the Media, it's like influence based on television, based on the music. Like, you know, we got shows out called like Love and Hip Hop, and all of the couples doing are arguing and fighting and doing the stuff that's laughed about. So to them, they seeing it, okay, that's normal. They hearing it in music, guys disrespecting women, all types of crazy stuff like that. And then I'm pretty sure, you know, in this generation, a lot of these kids, you know, unfortunately enough, they're not growing up in healthy households either. So it's no positive influence when it comes to relationships at all. Right. You know, they're seeing couples like, I guess, Beyonce and Jay-Z or, you know, our Sierras and our Russells, but that's about it because they don't even know them either. Right. So I would say it really starts for one understanding that, it starts in the home. It starts with that direct influence, you know? Um, and lucky enough for me, I also had other couples in my family that, you know, are still together that I, you know, kind of saw, but, you know, wasn't direct once again. So, yeah, just breaking that stigma of, like, you know, just because it's... Just because the higher-ups are making money off of these type of things, it's not cute. It's not normal. Like, you know, and I love to you know, be on my higher level of thinking. But it's a really a part of dehumanization when we really take a look back to, you know, our culture, so to speak. Like, it's not okay for your man to inflict violence upon you. It's not yeah. okay for your woman to not be a piece to you. Because at that point, what is the relationship really for? Right. A relationship should build you up, you know? It should be a safe space that you have in your life. You know, I believe that if your partner is not anything else, they should be something that's bringing peace and happiness and somebody right. you can go to regardless. All of that extra, no. <laughs> I, I love that. I love that because one of the things that happened, even, you know, you had to stay away, mm -hmm. but you said that you suffered from PTSD off of it, post-traumatic stress disorder. Right. How did that, you know, affect you afterwards? What would happen that you realized that you were suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder? So just like I have triggers, you know, even still now I identify with triggers I have. Like, even still now, like, you know, I have really bad nerves. So, like, if somebody, like, you know, yells my name loud, like, you know, just out the blue, like, I jump. Like, oh, my God, what's wrong? What did I do? You know? Um, if somebody just, like, you know, touches me, like, in, like, a firm way and, like, I didn't know they was ready, you know, I jump, you know? Um, as far as arguments, I'm not good with arguments like either I'm shutting down and you're not going to get a response out of me or I'm automatically going into defense mode. Like I don't respond well to being yelled at. 
And that's something that I'm definitely trying to, you know, work through. But I also feel like people got to understand that you don't have to be brutal when giving someone constructive criticism. So, you know, with that, I feel like it's a two-way street. But those are definitely some of the examples that I still, you know, deal with to this day, you know. And at the time in this relationship, I was 15, 16 years old. So, yeah. How could a young girl reach out to you, get in contact with you if they wanted to? You know, they could speak to Miss Tammy all day, but I do believe that it's better when they come peer to peer, right? How could they reach to, reach you? So they can follow me on Instagram <laughs> at the Real Airs. That's spelled H E I R E three S's, or they can send me an email at the Blue Heart Project at gmail dot com. Um, and that's B L U Heart project at gmail.com so yeah and i'm always you know open to talking to girls you know as you know that's something that i do co-facilitate the workshops with you you know facilitate my own prevention workshops and i'm actually a certified life coach as well so i definitely you know am adamant about just working with girls and women period because you know as we know we're the bearers of life we're the creators of life although you know men have to come in and give it to us whatever <laughs> but it's just like Women are are the future of the nation's first home. If you really think about it on a, like, very spiritual level, like, whatever is in us, we automatically give our children. So if we're broken, if we're toxic, if we're damaged, if, you know, we're not happy, like, that's being transferred to our, you know, unborn child through the womb. But then, you know, when they are in this world and you still haven't, you know, healed yourself or, you know, just worked on yourself, period, that's still you feeding that to them, you know? So it's just thinking about, like, the future of the world. And I, you know, sometimes people like when I'm deep, sometimes they're like, okay, girl, you dragging. But <laughs> regardless of the situation is, that's real. Like, what are we teaching our children if we're not even, you know, capable of if, learning? If we're not healthy ourselves. Right, We right. do have a question. Um, Celestine from Fat Mama's Kitchen said, thank you for sharing your story. Uh, people need to hear your story. May God bless you and keep you strong and safe. Always keep your eyes open. And Dr. V says, you speak of toxic relationship being normal. What would you say to young people about unhealthy relationship and how it impacts their future? And I think you said a little bit mm -hmm. about that on like how they think it's normal, but it's actually right. not normal. Right. So first of all, thank you so much for the first comment. Peace and blessings. Mm -hmm. um, but to answer that question, you know, you have to identify and like, okay, for instance, I'm in a relationship right now and you know how that relationship as far as being toxic has affected me now on a positive note, I don't go for it. Like automatically I will tell him like, yo, you're reminding me of this. That needs to stop like dead in its tracks. And you know, sometimes people don't even realize what they're subjecting you to. So you have to open your mouth, you know, my father always told me a closed mouth don't get fed. So, and I take that in all walks of life. So essentially, you know, learning from that. Now, some people, when they're subjected to these toxic situations, they don't ever learn from it, you know. And this often said, you're going to keep getting the same test until you pass. And I'm a very firm believer in that. So, I mean, it's just about knowing what you want. I mean, granted... You can take a horse, a horse to the pond, but you can't make it drink. So, you know, if you're identifying this as toxic, but you're not getting out of the situation and you keep putting yourself back into the same situations with different people, you're not applying what you know to your life. Right. And it takes an average of seven times for a person to leave an unhealthy relationship. Yeah. And it also... Um, 
because I'm an advocate and I'm a trained advocate, right? So mm-hmm. a lot of people, I don't think they put themselves back in that same situation is that we don't know what we don't know. And a lot of time when we are in an unhealthy relationship or we are in that toxic relationship, mm-hmm. we don't know because our hearts are overruling our minds. Right. So even though our heart, I mean, our mind might be like, you know, you need to leave, but our hearts is still keeping us to, keeping right. us to stay there. Right. And, um, I wouldn't have, like, I tell everybody, I had 30 clients a week as a peer counselor, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not because people want to be in that situation. It's that they don't know how to get out of this situation. And we have to be mindful of what we say so we can make sure that we're letting them know that it's not their fault, right? right? And definitely. they're not going into that situation. Um, again, one more time, how could they reach you if they wanted to reach you? And tell us a little bit about the Blue um, Heart Project. Yes, so they can shoot me a direct email at thebluehartproject at gmail.com. That's B-L-U heart project at gmail.com. And they can also follow me on Instagram at the real heirs. That's spelled H-E-I-R-E, <laughs> three S's. <laughs> and yes, so when it um, comes to the Blue Heart Project, I started it back in 2017, ironically enough, after... You know, we did like one minute. Right. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And so basically it's just for the betterment of women. I provide prevention workshops entitled Tiaras and the Crowns, where I work with girls ages 8 to 18. I instill self-love, self-worth and self-identification. I'm also a radio personality wisdom for women at one on one to fam. Y'all can listen. We're coming back in January with all new episodes and everything like that. And I also provide intervention coaching, one on one coaching for girls 18 through 28. Um, and I just, you know, I'm, I'm big on self-help. I don't heal you. I help you heal yourself. As far as trauma, as far as, you know, toxic situations, all the things that we go through as women that we try to push under the rug, that's what I want to help you identify with so you can heal from these things and not just, you know, carry around all this baggage because life is too short. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you to David for filling in before she came in. <laughs> her name is Eris Crutchfield. Again, she gave you all her information. Please make sure you follow her if you have a teenager. You are listening to Beyond Surviving with Tammy, where we recognize, empower, and support survivors. Make sure you tune in every Sunday right here on Rejoice 101.3 FM 990 AM. Remember, your imperfection don't stop your greatness, and we'll see you next week. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you for tuning in Thank to you. Beyond Surviving with Tammy, <laughs> where we recognize, support, and empower survivors. If you'd like to be a guest or sponsor on the show, email us at beyondsurvivingtammy at gmail.com. See you next time right here on Rejoice 101.3 FM, 990 AM at 10 AM every Sunday. And remember, your imperfections don't stop your greatness. If anyone asks, you're listening to Rejoice.